of the Dumb and Dumbest Podcast, the music industry podcast where everything's terrible and the house is on fire. I'm Matt Bacon here with my beautiful co-host, Keith of Ghost Cult Mag. What's up? And Keith, what are we talking about today? We're going to talk about how to have cool fonts on your artwork and albums so you're not a jackass when people try to read your band name. And it's not only that I want to point out, right? Is like having a lame font on um, as like... Your, your 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 text also doesn't do, for the for the album name itself also isn't doing you any favors um you know i think a lot of people don't necessarily understand the extent to which like if you're it, it, and this is the biggest mistake i see people making on their album art is they'll pay for really nice art yada 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 but then you just like the the the, the actual title itself looks like shit and it's like well, fuck. Have you seen this, Keith? Do you know what I'm talking about? I put a single out this last week, and uh, it re- reminded me that my old band had a terrible font game. And I'm the kind of person, I'm very you know, detail-orientated, and I don't make a lot of mistakes and things, but I remember that like we could never agree on a font or a logo. We had many different logos. We never had like a unifying, cool font. We had like a font that looked like a pirate sword or two having a fight with each other that like looked like a ripped off Metallica logo. Of course, we had like another logo that looked like Japanese American, like a uh, Chinese food or Japanese food restaurant lettering that I think we got from like a mall uh, embroidered hat. So like we didn't pick wisely. That's like, oh, I see why that didn't happen. Then we put our record out and a friend of mine hand drew the artwork and hand drew a logo on the artwork. Admittedly, not great, but that became kind of our de facto logo the rest of the time we had the band. But you shouldn't pick a font and a logo because of that. You should have your logo game and your font game on point. Yeah. Like, I think that, you know, like, I remember being younger and be, thinking it was crazy that, like, Christoph Spazdel, uh, Lord of the Logos, you know, this Polish guy who did logos for everyone from, like, Emperor to... Gorgoroth to everyone in between basically like dude like literally speaks at conferences I've literally seen this dude speak internationally about logos except the thing is like they really fucking matter you they know what matter. I mean they do matter like, you know like like investing that because the thing is is it's an initial it's the initial way people get to know your band essentially and if it looks lame, no one's going to take you seriously. That's really what it comes down to, right? Is like, because the thing is, a good logo can literally tell someone, can tell like an educated fan. Like I remember when thrash metal was having its moment, right? And it was sort of this thing where like a good logo could tell a fan who like knew what they were talking about. It could tell a fan like, oh, not only is this thrash metal, but it is this specific type of thrash metal, Right. The same thing happens in black metal. Like, oh, this is not just black metal, but this is black metal inspired by these seven Norwegian bands, um, which sounds like really pretentious, but is also like really valuable as like 
a guy looking through Bandcamp. Very fair. Now, since you brought up black metal, and by the way, I'm just going to say thrash metal has never not had a moment. But anyway, since you brought up black metal, let's talk about black metal for a second. We've all seen the memes. What logo is this sponge or this thicket of trees or, you know, what is this uh, bunch of mealworms? What logo is this? Um, mealworms would be a very good logo for a band, actually. But um, Mealworms is a great band name. It, totally. Actually, so any worms, anything. Hookworms. Anyway, flatworms. Um, a lot of black metal stuff is trite and uninteresting. The, the covers. I'm not talking about the music. The covers. But, but some of it is very well done. And I don't mind the illegible logo because it is trying, like you said, it is trying to call to mind a thing, an era. A th- you know, it's trying to give you a throwback thing. However, I don't mind if your band logo is, un, you know, not readable and then it's somewhere else in print on your Facebooks. Your Facebook name is normal, whatever. Your other merch has a correct name on it, even if your logo is like, you spooged onto a black shirt with white lettering. But I think your album title certainly has to be legible, no? Because like, then I don't understand what the fuck it is you're even doing, except that you're black metal. I, I wholeheartedly agree. Like if the album cover doesn't make sense, you know, it's that's not helpful. That being said, there was a trend a few years ago that I kind of liked where maybe we like you wouldn't have the album art on it necessarily or you wouldn't have the album title on the cover necessarily but it would say like uh the name on the spine right so the so so the cover would be just the art and the logo and the album name would be on the spine and i kind of like that way of doing it too i think ultimately that's also kind of a, a little bit more aware of the digital age you know what I mean? So it's a little bit more like, yeah, like we, we get it. You know, none of us are like picking up the album in the record store to know what it is. We're looking on Bandcamp and on Bandcamp, it's already, that's like really valuable to consider is that, uh, you know, like think about how people are consuming your art and like odds are you're not getting in-store distribution for your black metal band. You know what I mean? And if you are getting in-store distribution, A, congratulations. B, like, people know. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? Um, That's the other thing. It's like, people are aware uh, of, like, what you're trying to do here. So that's all. That's, like, my two cents on that, too, is, like, they're going to figure it out, and they're going to figure it out, and you're going to be okay. Very fair, my friend. I think, uh, again, fonts are important. And I understand that genres sometimes dictate, the, you know, may, in, you know, give credence to the kind of logo font and logo block you may end up with. But, like, care, care about it. Care about it a lot. Put a lot of thought into it. I didn't, and it sucked. And I realized it a little too late, even though, I, like I said, I, I kind of recovered this week. But, you know think care care about this this matters um also uh, not to go off on a tangent because we've discussed it before pay someone to professionally make your album artwork i know there are cases when you could literally pull something out of your ass and it will be brilliant uh tommy victor told me a story not too long ago from prong that the out the classic and iconic uh cleansing album artwork was literally made in five minutes after a phone call from the record label told them the album artwork was rejected that they had paid money a lot, a lot of money for. 
in the early 90s. And they literally whipped up something on the spot and it's like an indelible image when you see it. And then it even inspired their video for their most famous song, the artwork. So, okay, but care, that's, a, that's a fluke. Care about your artwork, pay someone good to do it. Care about your band photography. Your imagery matters. It all matters, but your imagery matters. Yeah, and I, the find the logo. It, it, it's a final like extra step, but it is worth it. Um, point being, this has been this has been a super short episode of Dumb and Dumbest because I have to study German. You have been listening. I'm saying. <laughs>